It's time to feel better with help from Dr. Suzanne Bennett. Allergies, nutrition, ultimate wellness, all discussed right here, right now. It's Wellness for Life Radio on Radio MD. Here's your host, Dr. Suzanne. Kidney disease often goes undetected in the general population, but children and adolescents are at a greater risk due to the nature of the causes of the disease and the vagueness of the symptoms. Now, Dr. Bradley Warrity of Children's Mercy Hospital of Kansas City is here to share the importance of prevention of pediatric kidney disease. He is the first pediatric specialist to serve on the board of the National Kidney Foundation. So welcome, Dr. Warrity. Thank you so much for being here on Wellness for Life and taking time to talk to our listeners on this important subject. So how come, how common is kidney disease in the pediatric population versus a patient who may be an adult? Well, uh, thanks, Suzanne, for having me. Actually, pediatric kidney disease is not near as frequent as adult kidney disease, uh, but the long-term ramifications when it does exist can be serious. And, and in fact, you know, when we look at children who have serious kidney disease, um, uh, many of them are diagnosed uh, at birth or soon after birth. So uh, it's important that the pediatricians and the obstetricians uh, who are following these kids uh, early on in their life uh, recognize when kidney disease does exist. Oh, okay, got it. So does this mean that kidney disease is mainly for children, more of a genetic factor? Well, in, in fact, about, about 60% uh, of the serious kidney disease that occurs in children uh, is, in fact, uh, seen at birth. So uh, in, in many situations, it's picked up with the, the prenatal ultrasounds that are routinely done now. And when that situation arises, uh, it is really important that, that those kids be referred to either their pediatricians or to a pediatric kidney doctor, which is called a pediatric nephrologist, uh, because the kidney disease that exists from birth can, again, affect these children not only during childhood, but even into adulthood. Mm. Is there something uh, that a pregnant mother can do to prevent the, any forms of kidney disease, you know, in utero? Now, unfortunately, uh, at this time, no. Uh, you know, many of these children with serious kidney disease uh, have obstructed kidney in utero, and there certainly have been some work on fetal surgery to try to address the situation. And in rare situations, the fetal surgery will work. But in most cases, there's nothing that the mother can do uh, other than uh, a prompt referral to uh, kidney doctors, uh, pediatric kidney doctors early on, so that the children uh, can receive the best of care. And I, I want to emphasize that most children uh, don't go on to have kidney failure. Um, if, if these disorders are treated early on, we can sort of modify the course of the disease and, and hopefully uh, allow the kids to have a long, healthy life. But in some situations, it can go on to lead to kidney failure, like we'll hear about uh, later on from Brian uh, and his brother, uh, to where things such as dialysis or transplantation may actually be needed for these children. Mm, goodness. So it's super important, obviously, to get early detection. I mean, what are some of the symptoms that you see in pediatric kidney disease? Well, it's a good question, and, you know, the vast majority of kids who have kidney or bladder disease can present uh, either with uh, bedwetting or just unable to control their urine. Uh, they can have poor growth. They can have poor appetite, poor weight gain. Um, those are some of the early subtle symptoms that, you know, sometimes you'd say, well, that's just the flu syndrome or that's just them. They just don't have a good appetite. 
But when you see those symptoms persisting and the children aren't growing well or don't have you know, a lot of energy like the other friends they have uh, or aren't gaining weight well, that's when those kids need to be seen by their primary care provider. And one of the things that has to be on that, uh, that list of possible diagnoses is kidney disease. Uh, because kidney disease, again, can manifest in a lot of subtle symptoms. Um, but uh, And again, treatment obviously can't be initiated uh, unless the diagnosis is made. Right. Yeah. You know, I had a patient come into my office, a young man is 12 years old, you know, and he had enuresis uh, his whole life, which is bedwetting in the middle of the night. And so what I I said, let's go get an ultrasound done and let's just check out and see what's going on with your kidneys. And sure enough, he only had one kidney. He was born with just one. Mm -hmm. So that I don't think I, I don't believe that that's like a you might have kidney disease, but you might have a congenital problem that may cause some of those issues. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, the other interesting thing is that if you look at prenatal ultrasounds that many mothers now get when they're pregnant, you can't really even see the kidneys uh, until about 18 or 19 weeks of gestation. And so if you have your only prenatal ultrasound early in the course of your pregnancy, you don't see kidneys because they're not visualized then, and then you may have no idea at birth that your child may have a kidney disorder. So, you know, again, for that, that 12-year-old who's, who's wetting the bed, that's highly unusual, and it's good that somebody said, you know, this is unusual. Let's look at those kidneys and see what's going on, and then, again, detecting that single kidney. So those are the kind of symptoms that the families and certainly the primary care providers need to be alert to uh, that something may be going on, and, and looking at the, the kidney function or the kidney structure with the ultrasound is exceedingly important. Right. I understand that you're in the Division of Nephrology at Children's Mercy a Hospital in Kansas City, but you're also involved in an actual kidney, uh, children's kidney disease study, a study that you have been um, working on for throughout the country. Is that correct? Can you talk a little bit about your study? Sure. Um, the this, this study is called C-KID, and it, it's really it's a study of children with chronic kidney disease, meaning that they have abnormal kidney function. Um, and it's a study that um, is taking place in 50 different centers across the country and Canada. And what we're aiming to do is try to, to look at what are those factors that lead to kidney disease getting worse in children and how might we prevent them. And, that, and that's exactly what we're doing. And I think one of the important things that we've seen in this study is the importance of uh, looking at blood pressure of children. You know, when we think of high blood pressure, uh, most people think of it just in, in adults. But children can have high blood pressure, and high blood pressure in children can actually lead to kidney failure, and it can lead to to heart disease. And so, uh, again, a a high blood pressure is not just uh, an adult problem. It can be a pediatric problem and something, again, that needs to be addressed by the primary care provider at normal routine visits in the office. Mm, That's good to know. You know, I was doing a little research before our, um, you know, so that I had more information about our conversation that we're going to talk about. And I noticed a statistic and a graph that showed that over the years, we are having more and more kidney disease in this country. Uh, Are you finding that too over the years that you've been working with with children? I think we are. We're, We're seeing more kidney disease. We're certainly detecting it more in the young child born with kidney disease. And then I think the, you know, the, the epidemic of obesity uh, is associated with uh, an increased prevalence of high blood pressure 
and with high blood pressure, you get more kidney disease. So there's some things we can prevent, like obesity and hopefully high blood pressure. Other things we can't prevent, like being born with kidney disease, but if we detect it early, we could intervene and hopefully slow the course of kidney failure in these children. Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, I know that especially with um, if, if, if this is something that's treatable and you can use, uh, whether it's from food related, your environmental exercise, all of this contributes to a healthier kidney. And I'm really glad that you are here today to share your information. Children'smercy.org. Is that the website that we can go to for more information? Exactly, yeah. I think you'll get a lot of information about uh, our program in, in nephrology and, and certainly uh, access to our contact information if anybody would like to contact any of the nephrologists at Children's Mercy. Great. Children'smercy.org. All right. Great information on kidney health, and we want to be able to prevent kidney health, but also learn how to diagnose it early. Thanks so much for being on our Wellness for Life show. Now, I've put a link on my Wellness for Life radio show page on RadioMD.com. So go there, and you can check out more of this this um, show. It'll be up in the next couple hours. This is Dr. Suzanne Bennett sharing my natural strategies for ultimate health and wellness right here on Radio MD. Until next time, stay well. <laughs>